Hello, and this is Talk for Glory, episode six of the mini series. So, just like Talk for Glory original, Talk for Glory mini will be very consistent with the uploads. Maybe a couple days late, but never too late. We are just about 24 hours off of Stardom Wrestling's Midsummer Champions. Midsummer Champion. And honestly, there's so much I got to say about this. But before I say anything, introductions will always be a must. I'm Enigma before. This is Talk for Glory Mini, Episode 6. And this is the Stardom Midsummer Champions 2022 review. So to start off the review, let's start off with the first match that happened. I want to say, what was it? Because time zones. Yesterday, let's say Saturday morning for the U.S. It was Lady C of Queen's Quest versus Hina of Queen's Quest versus Yuko, Yuko Sakurai of Cosmic Colors. You guys will understand why I say that a lot later on in this video. I was honestly pretty surprised to see Lady C get this big win. I'll have to admit it, guys. My feelings for Lady C flip because, you know, she'll get these two wins that get me so excited only to lose like six other times. So maybe this is the first win or the second win, and then later I'll get let down. I'm I'm hoping to be wrong. I'm hoping that... She has a better rest of 2022 where I just become a bigger Lady C fan than I already am. But let's talk about Hina and Yuko. Hina is, and I'm sorry to do this, I put Hina, Rina, and Hanan, the sisters, all up against each other where they just stack up talent-wise. And I have such high hopes for Hina I really do hope that she can reach Hanan's status in a couple years. I understand she's still, I believe, 16, 15, 16, around that area. So I'm not really jumping the gun for her to be a main eventer or for her to win the red or white belt anytime soon. But I'm hoping that by the time she is around 20 years old, 22 years old, that he now becomes a breakout star that I am hoping for. Also, the rest of her sisters, too. Well, not the rest of her sisters. Hanan, Hanan's already a star. I'll get to Hanan. And Yugo Sakurai, she is a part of Cosmic Colors. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I'm very bland on her. I know, again, I'll admit it again, I know jack shit about colors. The only person that I took the time out of my life to analyze, to try to understand, try to be interested in their character is Saki. I don't know what she did. I don't know what move she did that just immediately grabbed my attention. So I'm hoping that maybe in some tag matches, maybe some one-on-ones later, Yuko can grab my attention just as much as Saki has. And the rest of Colors can grab my attention. Time for the next match. Speaking of Hanan, the next match is the Future of Stardom Championship. I will say this. I didn't think it was possible, but I genuinely thought Waka was going to beat Hanan. I'll, I'll admit it. Waka Skiyama had so many near falls that I really thought, oh my God, her first win is going to be a championship. 
And, and it's going to be at Hanan. And I just got to say that Hanan has been carrying the flag of the future. I've already said it. Hanan is the leader of the future. Hanan, without a shadow of a doubt, is the next Mayu Iwatani. So to see Waka just go toe-to-toe with Hanan, which if you guys haven't seen um, any Hanan matches, I highly recommend you you go watch her face like her sisters. Go watch Hanan versus Hina or Rina or my Sakurai or um, or Ruaka. I forgot who she just faced. I don't know. I don't know her name like the back of my hand. But I know she is from Just Tap Out. But just Hanana's had such a great run as future champion. She even broke the Red Queen, the leader of stardom, Utami, Top for Glory's 2021 Woman of the Year, her defense record for future of stardom championship. So now the record now belongs to Hanan. But Waka did amazing in this match, especially her little roll-ups, her... It's not a tiger suplex, but the painting looks like a tiger suplex. That almost had me. Her little straight jacket set out move had me. To see Hanan, and I, I, I don't say this about a lot, a lot of championship matches because some of them just look like, oh yeah, they, they definitely got it or they definitely lost it. I'll say for Hanan, Hanan won by the skin of her teeth. Waka had Waka was just actually no Hanan was just better by three seconds. This wasn't the rain, this wasn't a dominant defense. This was a defense where Hanan had to put everything on the line. It was the streak versus the title where Hanan will continue to hold that flag and continue being the leader of the future that I've been saying, and hopefully a lot more other people start believing after this match. And honestly, for Waka, I'll, I'll say this too. I now am hoping that Waka breaks that losing streak. I almost don't want to stop calling her the Cosmic Anchor. But I'll say this now. From now on, every Waka one-on-one match, I now have high hopes in her. I really do hope Waka breaks the streak even more. If I had to rate my hopes for Waka breaking the streak, it was 1 out of 10, on a score from one out of ten in the beginning, I cared for it maybe four out of ten that she breaks her losing streak. Didn't really care for it. After this match, I'm about a solid seven out of ten, hoping Waka breaks that streak. And the day she breaks that streak, I will never call her the cosmic anchor ever again. But many, many, many problem that I have with the future of title, the future of stardom championship match between Hanan and Waka is, I believe Waka is 30. I believe it's either she's either 30 or 31. And Hanan is. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to remember. I know Hanan's either like 18 or 19. But my real problem here is the future of stardom championship 
is primarily for young people. So Hina, Rina, Ruaka, Hanan, even Azumi. So it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird seeing a 30-year-old challenge for the future title. While um, it's a championship that is primarily for that's primarily for young people. And it just gave me funny Unagi vibes because Unagi Sayaka is 32 years old. And she kind of held that title for quite some time. But then again, it's a running gag that she's the one that loves facing new people, the young people. But yeah, that's like the small nitpick, the small nitpick of the future title. But good match though. Waka, I hope you break that streak. Moving on to the next match. Oh man, it is Utami Haya. Right, I forgot, guys. I'm just gonna be saying Utami because I'm not botching that other that other part of her name. So Utami and Miyu of Queen's Quest versus Godzai, Mirai, and Ami. I'll, I'll be very quick about this one. This was not a tag team match. This was a two-on-one handicap match. Ami and Mirai destroyed Miyu. I respect the fact that Miyu went guns blazing even before the bell rang. Like I said in the episode five of the miniseries, Miyu has a lot to prove, especially to Utami. So this tag match was primarily for that. It was to show off, hey, Miyu has this to prove to the leader. She has this to prove to Queen's Quest. She has this to prove to herself. But God's eyes muscle. This is what this is what I call. This is what I call God's eye for every member. Ami and Mirai are the muscle of God's eye. Konami is the sniper of God's eye. And Shuri is the ultimate weapon of God's eye. When I saw the domination that was going on to Miyu, I thought, oh, Utami's going to be the hot tag. Um, okay, perfectly fine with that. Utami hasn't really done anything to make it seem like, oh, yeah, she can, you know, be the one that gets her ass kicked and then Miyu becomes the hot tag person. But I don't remember this match move for move, but what I do know is Utami didn't really get in this match a lot. This match was actually just pure domination. And if they didn't already challenge like a week before the show, I would have wanted Ami and Mirai to challenge for the goddess of tag titles just off of this display. I understand that beating beating up Miyu is nothing. And I'm sorry, guys, I'm barely mentioning Utami because she barely got in the match. But yeah, congratulations to God's Eye on this just one-sided massacre domination on Miyu. And I hope Miyu gets a big win in front of Utami, whether that's a tag match or just Utami seconding her. And and um, she just... I really hope Miyu is the one that beats Hanan. I hope that Miyu beats Hanan in front of Utami as a... I can meet your expectations. And the best way to show that would be Miyu beating Hanan the girl that just broke 
Utami's record for most defense of the future of Stardom Championship. I believe Miyu is the future as well, but she's not the leader of the future. But again, congrats on Mirai and Ami. Maybe they deserve a second tag title match. But we're still on tag matches because the next match is representing stars. The stardom icon, SWA champion, stardom's Grand Slam, stardom icon, Mayu Iwatani versus stardom's Wild Heart and girl that has something to do with bears, FWC, goddess of stardom tag team champions, Hazuki and Koguma, and the most muscular woman in all of stardom, in my opinion, Saya Ida versus... The girl with the unstoppable pin, Saki Kashima, the murder clown, Fukigen Death. Another, another two members that are a part of the future to me, Ruaka and Rina, representing Oedo Tai. So in this match, I was actually, it took me about five minutes or six minutes for it to register in my mind. Oh, wait, the opposition team, Oedo Tai's current team is just a bunch of stars members because Sakakashima betrayed Mayu. Um they lost Fukiken Death in a loser joins the team match and I believe Rena was also in the group or just the sisters are all split into separate areas. Oh yeah because all the sisters got selected for different areas in stardom. But on Raka too. She was also in Stars, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I know she was in TCS. Rest in peace, Hannah. But in this match, I was hoping to see more of Hazuki. Because I've already made peace with Saida in tag matches. She might take the pin or something. But is it me or it feels like Asa- if it's not with Koguma, we kind of aren't seeing enough of Hazuki. And I know there's some stardom fans that think Hazuki's really cool. I think she's really cool too. I want to see more singles match Hazuki. Mayo Tani's got the SWA belt. I'm curious to see who wins. I mean, who challenges her next. I hope it's a top foreigner. But I just got to give this massive win to Oedo Tai. Even though Rena's the one that got the win, Oedo Tai looked pretty dominant, as they naturally should be, because Stars has championships. It's not like this loss hurts them. They're still the champions. And Saida's the one that got the pin. But I was shocked that Rena was the one that pinned. I'm very uncertain with Rena because she can go really good for a month. And then just out of nowhere, just start losing or at least getting pinned. But I'm glad to see that Rena's one that got this huge win for a way to tie. And I'm curious to see what goes on next for a way to tie. All right. The next match is another tag match. It is Cosmic Colors, Tam Nakano, Mina. I'm going to butcher that name. Unagi and Saki, my favorite member of Colors, and Hikari Shimizu versus DDMs, Julia, Maika, Himika, 
not to play in my soccer eye. So this match was honestly more than I expected in a certain way that no one no one thought, me myself thought. And first off, let me start by saying I liked when it came down to the final two members for both sides. It was Natsupoi and Julia on one side, and it was Tam Nakano and Saki on the other. I do like that Hikari got a pinfall victory on, I believe it was my Sakurai, you know, showing off the color aspect of Cosmic Angels, which is why I call them Cosmic Colors. But I also like that Micah went on her little Mikinochu driver streak where she hits a Mikinochu driver first on Hikari, then she hits one on Mina. And I forgot, it was either Mina or Unagi, and I forgot how they get eliminated. But when it comes down to Saki, Tam, Natsupoi, and and um, Julia, I thought, oh, Saki's going to be the sole survivor here. She's going to show her, hey, this is the big benefits of having colors on your side. Together we won't lose. And then Saki gets eliminated. But I did not know, and I re- I really am hoping to see Saki versus Julia in the five-star now, in the five-star Grand Prix. For you guys that don't know what that is, the five-star Grand Prix is basically Stardom's G1. And I really would love to see Saki versus Julia. I haven't looked at the brackets. I normally like looking at brackets of shows before I do predictions on them, before... Um, even like the day it starts, like I don't know the G1 brackets right now, like the back of my hand. All I know is there's four brackets, but it's time to get to the big shocker here. Saki gets eliminated. We're down to Natspoi, um, Julia and Tam Nakano. I thought, okay, Julia is going to get eliminated and then we'll get a final conclusion to the Tam Natspoi rivalry. As Julia and Tam are trying to eliminate Tam, as Julia and Tam are fighting and then Natsupoi tries to help Julia eliminate Tam. And the shocker that I believe just sucked the air out of the venue and sucked the air out of everyone that was watching that show live, watching Tam, watching Natsupoi deliver a thrust kick to Tam and she misses. Well, she doesn't miss. Tam ducks out of the way and Natsupoi catches herself so she doesn't kick Julia. And everyone, DDM and especially, all take a quick breather saying, Oh, you almost hit me. Okay, thank God you stopped. And then Natsupoi continues the thrust kick. Everyone, myself included, and people I was texting were all in shock as we see Natsupoi just super kick thrust kick Julia and Julia's just stunned thinking what the hell just happened and hearing Himika and Micah just screaming poi poi what happened what are, what are you doing and then and then watching Natsupoi pick up Julia have her in a German suplex position I thought what she was going to do was 
what um Fukuga and Def tried to do with Mayu Watani, and that was fall off the apron together. But no, she picks her up, gets her in a German suplex position, calls for Tam, so Tam can deliver a thrust kick to Julia, and then she Germans Julia with Cosmic Angels now winning the match because all DDM members have been eliminated. And I didn't I don't know TJPW as much as I would like to know it. But it's very interesting to know that if you come from TJPW, which is Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. Oh, so little little side note, guys, um Tarfler won't be covering TJPW on the miniseries or on YouTube, but I I will mention it here on the miniseries from time to time, probably. But back to what I was saying. It's funny to know that if you come from TJPW, there's a good chance you'll probably team up with um, Tam. So it's interesting that DDM loses a member and everyone's chill about it. But I know, especially I want to say Himika, they were all just seething, asking why. And I, I was on Twitter when this was going on, too. It was funny to see Shuri even in shock. Like, this isn't even my faction anymore. But what the hell, boy? But, truthfully, welcome to Cosmic Angels, Natsupoy. All right, we're out of the tag team matches. It's time to bring it to the high-speed match featuring the young ace, the young go. It's the Queen's Quest second in command, Azumi versus... Star Peach, Hazuki student, Momo Koga. I will say this. I slept on Momo Koga. I thought this was a cakewalk for the young ace. I thought this was easy W's. I thought this was going to be an easy win for Azumi. You can ask anyone that I was speaking to during this match. Momo Koga did have me... Um, have me in shock a couple times, especially especially during a time where she hits what I like to say a side crucifix. I'm trying to look for the actual name that she hits to move with perfectly. It's um called a... Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm going to botch that name, so... I don't, I don't want to botch it, but basically she hits a sidewalk crucifix pin, a side version crucifix pin, similar to what Mayu does. And seeing the fact that Izumi has to stretch out for a rope break really had me in shock. Like, holy crap, she couldn't kick out. She needed a rope break. And then, and then when... Azumi's going to do her little high-speed spot where she runs up top of the rope and then does a, then she does a drop kick. Watching Momo Kogo spin off the ropes into a 619 to kick her legs beneath her, and she falls, I want to say head first, back first, off the middle rope, had me really thinking, oh, God, is Momo Kogo really about to be the one? Is she going to be the one that beats the young ace? But then, no, Azumi rests my worries by tapping out Momo Kogo. Only for not even 10 seconds pass by for Rina to attack Azumi. 
And then she claims that she wants a chance at the high speed title, which I'm actually all for Azumi facing younger people for the high speed. I, I actually like it because it makes the high speed look like almost a, another version of the future title. Wow. Also, anyone from Momokogo, Natsupoi, Koguma, Thekla are also challenging. Basically, a everyone can challenge me kind of thing where I could believe Rina can challenge for the high speed, but if you ever told me, hey, Rina, Hina might challenge for like the red or white belt next week, I would look at you confused as hell. So I'm actually very curious to see Rina versus Azumi for the high speed title. But the young ace has retained. I believe in the predictions of this, I also had everyone retain. So I was right on this. The only thing I just did not see coming was that turn by Natsupoi. At Ryder co-main event, the match of a phoenix versus a tiger. It is the woman that is on a road to Ibushi versus the second coming of darkness. It is Queen's Quest Starlight. Oh, it is Queen's Quest Sayakamitani versus Oedo Tai's Starlight Kid for the Wonder of Stardom Championship, or as most know, the White Belt. Sorry, guys. I just had to think about what I was going to say. Remember, guys, Starfloor is really unscripted. But I just, I, I got to start off with Starlight Kid. As much as I love Sayakamitani, I got to talk about Starlight Kid here. She played a almost like El Desperado, New Japan Pro Wrestling star, guys. A El Desperado-like movesets. And she clipped the Golden Phoenix wings. And it got to an insane point where she locked in numero dos, which is the Brock lock, I believe. The one-legged um, Boston Crab with your neck. Except instead, like El Desperado, Starlight Kid laid back down a little further to get a little better extension, especially because Saya Ida, that's not Ida, Kamitani, Saya Kamitani is so tall. So she was really getting stretched out. Starlight Kid is another one where I believe she is a future red or white belt champion. Not not today, maybe next year, but Starlight Kid is definitely on a streak for gold for championships. Sai Kamatani continues on her road to Kota Ibushi. I constantly say that the road to Kota Ibushi is one Phoenix splash at a time. I believe this is defense number seven. I don't know who holds the record for. I don't know who holds the record for most white belt title defenses, but it'd be very impressive if Sai comes close or even breaks the record. Also, guys, for you guys that don't know, on my TikTok and on other and on other platforms, there's a poll going on for Woman of the Year, where the contestants are. Britt Baker, DMD, the EST, Bianca Belair, and the Golden Phoenix, Saya Kamitani. 
So if you guys haven't voted, feel free to go vote for who you think is going to be Woman of the Year for Talk for Glory. Remember, guys, 2021 was Utami. 2020 was Io Shirai. 2019 was Shayna Baszler. Would you guys like to keep up the Queen's Quest streak for Woman of the Year? But it was very impressive to see Saya Kamatani come out the victor. And I, I'll even admit, by the skin of her teeth, two victories by two champions, by the skin of their teeth, Waka and Starlight Kid brought these champions to the limit. As for what happens after this match, Saki challenges. Saki of Cosmic Colors challenges for the white belt. One moment, guys. Okay. Saki of Cosmic Colors challenges for the white belt. I was not ready for that. I was not ready to see Saki go challenge. I thought, okay, everyone's just going to go mind their own business until the five-star, and then everyone's gonna, just going to go him. But as much as I like colors, as much as I like Saki, this just may be defense number eight for our Golden Phoenix as she continues her road to Kota Ibushi, one Phoenix splash at a time. And as for Starlight Kid, again, her road to gold continues as she grows. It's time for the main event, guys. So I understand that this is going to be on all streaming platforms but YouTube. But I want to thank all you guys that always hear the Talk for Glory podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, or YouTube. And honestly, if you guys haven't already, you guys can still follow myself, Enigma V4, on my Twitter at Enigma underscore V4 underscore my Instagram. You guys can just type in Enigma V4. And although Young Smooth doesn't do these stardom videos with me, you guys can still follow him on Young Smooth TFG. And you guys can just have discussions with us about wrestling in general. Also, you guys can always follow me on my TikTok. Again, Enigma V4. We also have a Discord. Everyone's welcome. You guys can just Find Talk for Glory on YouTube, especially on YouTube, guys. Find Talk for Glory on YouTube. And just join our Discord. Join our live streams for videos. And my guys, just let us know how you find Talk for Glory. We like meeting you guys through each of our live streams, just having simple conversations. But now it is time for the main event where it is the Red Belt, the World of Stardom Championship match. It is defending champion, representing God's Eye, Shuri versus Momo Watanabe, representing Oedo Tai. And like I said in predictions, this is a I'm going to kick the shit out of you match. Like Starlight Kid, I believe that Momo had this match in the bag. She hit so many kicks. She hit so she hit a B driver, a inverted B driver. I don't know what she calls that, where she just casually she casually throws you instead of her regular inverted B driver. And she hit it two times or three times. She hit Shuri with her wrenched loaded kick. 
with her wrench-loaded boot, delivering a devastating kick that I can only think of Azumi whenever I see that kick. But Shuri doing probably the most brutal submission I've seen locked in on almost any female, where it was a Brock lock, and somehow Shuri was able to get Momo's arms behind her so she basically had her, I believe it was her right side, only able to move. But even that, if she were to have moved, all she would have to do is fall back and the grip would have just gotten worse. This match had everything from me hoping that Shuri wouldn't lose, from me believing that Momo had about 99% of a chance to the domination of Momo Watanabe, reminding me that... Momo isn't a star in the making. Momo is the now. When is it her time? I don't know, but I am definitely hoping soon. Momo is one of the best that Stardom's had for, I want to say, the past four years, even though I started watching Stardom in 2020. I've heard many things about her from her matches with Io Shirai, from her match with B Priestley. So I believe that Momo will win the red belt eventually. This just wasn't her night. Tonight was a God's eye night for both sides. And honestly, I was shocked that after this match, just like Saki, someone from Cosmic Colors challenges Shuri. It is none other than Tam Nakano. And I just have to say two things. One, it's funny to see that in 2021, the red and white belts were held by Utami and Tam Nakano. But in 2022, we've seen Utami challenge for the white belt and we've seen Tam Nakano now challenge for the red belt. So it's funny how things have switched. And then the second thing I want to say is, I don't care what anyone says. Cosmic Angels were fucking heels on Saturday. From the heel turn, from Tam basically just rubbing it in Julia's face, saying, hey, we got Natsupoy, to Tam just stating that, hey, I think I'm probably the only one that can take the red belt from you. And just Tam having this cocky smirk the whole night. I loved it. You can be the top kawaii. You can be the cutest in the universe. Cosmic Angels were heels that night. They were the biggest heels in stardom that night for that. Rubbing it in DDM's face. The cockiness of Tam. Just, oh my god. But now I'm curious to see Shuri versus Tam Nakano as I believe that that's a match that is destined to be maybe a recommended five-star. And when I say five-star, guys, I'm not talking about Dave Meltzer's star rating. I'm talking about Talk for Glory's star rating. That reminds me, guys. Not now, but in the future. The Talk for Glory star ratings will come back. But I believe that was everything for episode six of the miniseries. That was everything for one moment, guys. For the Stardom Midsummer Champions 2022 review.
Remember, guys, this is only episode six. I plan on doing this a little bit more. But that was everything I had for this. Thank you, everyone, that will be hearing this. Remember, guys, all of our social medias are going to be linked in to our bios. So you should be able to contact us at any way possible. So if you guys join us by live stream on YouTube, welcome to Talk for Glory. If this is your first time hearing Talk for Glory and it's through Spotify or Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, again, welcome to Talk for Glory. But everyone, thank you for hearing me. This is episode six of the miniseries. Enjoy wrestling and have a great day.